This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio is a platform that helps growth-focused e-commerce brands drive more sales with super-targeted, highly relevant email, Facebook, and Instagram marketing. Stuff like payroll and benefits are hard. That's why I switched to Gusto. And to help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited-time deal. You sign up for their payroll service today, you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash tape. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Jill Nelson. She is the founder and CEO of Ruby Receptionist, a company she started back in 2003 and has seen double-digit growth every year since its inception. So Jill, thanks for joining me. John, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm a big fan. Well, I love speaking with entrepreneurs, and I really love speaking with entrepreneurs that have just blown up. So tell oh. me how Ruby got started. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like many of uh, the listeners out there, I just had this idea that I was just determined to get out there, but the original idea was something different than what Ruby is today. I, I wanted to do what I guess we would now call a co-working space like the WeWorks of the world, but it was more old fashioned and it was executive suites with, um, you know, li- small private offices, but shared receptionists, shared uh, secretarial, if you will, shared copier services. And, um, and that was the idea that was in a part of Portland that was up and coming. And, um, I always loved serving small businesses. It was just a, a thing that I grew up with and, um, but I didn't have any money and I didn't have any business experience. So I couldn't find a landlord willing to build out class A office space on my behalf. So just, um, took that and was, you know, noodled on, well, if I can't do that, what can I do with a small resources that I have and um, just really got fascinated with that important phone piece and started thinking about how I could still deliver receptionist service to small businesses, even if they weren't sitting right next next to us. And so went searching for an off-the-shelf software solution and hodgepodge a phone system together that worked with it. And in 2003, um, launched and 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 along the way lots and lots of lessons learned and and here we are today as as ruby with a with a really a platform that at its core is the same as it was day one that helps small businesses grow through you know creating a great first impression for their callers but but leveraging you know the the on demand economy and the technology tools that we have today to be even more valuable Fast forward to today, I mean, 500 employees, thousands and thousands of customers, all kinds of accolades. But it's interesting because when you started this, even in 2003, I've been in business you know, longer than that. And I, you know, answering services have been around yeah. effectively forever, but they were always yeah. pretty cruddy. <laughs> and so, I mean, what do you, th- <laughs> what do you think you did that, that kind of changed the game? Yeah. Well, you know, first, I actually never even thought about Ruby as an answering service from day one. Um, from day one, I was really thinking about how to solve a problem for small business. And in my mind back then, I presumed, of 
course, everybody would answer the phone. That's table stakes for uh, winning new customers and great customer service. Um, but it must be really challenging when you're wearing many hats as a small business owner. So I really, from day one, was thinking about, well, how could I really be of service to small businesses throughout the day. So Ruby was never intended to be a backup service. It was never intended to be a catch-all, um, you know, messaging thing. It was, it was to be a part of that small businesses team. And so understanding what small businesses needed in order to win business in the day, um, just, it, it was there from, from day one. So the, the software was different, um, I had been a receptionist, so I knew how calls went. Um, from day one, we we intended to sound just like we were in um, in our small business's office. And in fact, there's stories um, of our customers customers bringing cookies for the receptionist because we were so integrated into their day and uh, sounded just like we were right there that they literally thought Ruby was a real real person that they felt compelled to bake cookies for. <laughs> I think the really key ingredient there was a whole different point of view. It wasn't, you weren't just offering some service to fill a gap. I mean, your whole no. point of view was we wanted to be a part of that business. And I think that that, I mean, I'm sure that that led to who you hired and how you trained uh -huh. and <laughs> uh, because that's a, that's, a, that's a different game really. It really is. And again, the original premise was we were going to solve a problem for small businesses, which is like, how to just free up their day. But, but it was actually very early on that they told us that the value proposition, that was a secondary thing, but, but it was really, we were winning business for them. We were literally hearing customers say their, their callers would say, well, I'm giving you my business because you answered the phone and you were nice to me. Um, because sometimes that's really all it takes because, other your competitors aren't doing that and um and so it was really and you know the also we heard gosh i really care about my customers i can trust you to you know give them that that you know special care and i have peace of mind to relax and go about my day um so we know small business owners like just like i i am still today many small businesses owners start their business because they have a craft that they're passionate about and they feel really compelled to to serve their customers in a better way than perhaps they did when they worked for another company. Um, I think pride of customer service is, is pretty prevalent among small business owners. Um, and so we really understood very early on from what they told us that that's what we were helping them with, not just a catch-all like you would think of as a backup overnight answering service. So how did you, how'd you get clients in the early days? What, what did your marketing look like? <laughs> well, again, this was some time ago and, and the whole theory, the, um, I was a very inexperienced business owner. This is the first business, um, that I, the one and only business I've started. And, um, I really, I had been a salesperson early in my first job out of college and I hated it. And so my idea was I hate selling. So I really need to find customers and make them so happy with us that they never leave us and they tell other people about us. That was the whole idea. Um, and then finding them really was a, a wonderful time in the uh, course of the internet's history. Google AdWords had just launched and I stumbled across it 
late night um, doing, you know, research on how to market to customers, experimented with some 10 cent clicks and had um, some people from the East Coast calling us before we even launched our business. And actually, because of that, we launched as a national service day one, the original idea, you know, because I was thinking of it as this, you know, executive suites thing was going to be local. So uh, Google pay-per-click got us launched. And I remember talking to the uh, the first customer ever, who I believe is still with us today. I need to uh, double check our, our records, but last I heard, he uh, they were as a little software company in New York City, and I remember them asking how many customers we had, and I I didn't I didn't want to be um, dishonest, but I said something like, "Well, we're working towards 20. <laughs> Something like that. You say, as soon as you sign up, we'll have one, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So later on, we let him know. We let him know he was literally our first. So, so what does your marketing look like now? I see full page ads and things like that. So, you're a full blown marketing agency inside your organization. That's right. That's right. But. Still always learning, uh, but I am, you know, there are some things that don't change. And today, just like day one, our, our still our largest source of new customers is from word of mouth referrals. And still we're really about keeping the customers that we have happy. And, you know, and, you know, one thing I will learn, like I will say we've learned there, it's not just about being responsive and making them happy and being nice to them. It's really about ensuring we're driving real business value. If we say we're going to help your business grow, let's make sure that the service is doing everything we can to help your business grow. Um, and, and that's been an interesting shift. Um, learning to engage with our customers and um, engage marketing has shifted um, probably like uh, many of your uh, listeners that we are, we are actively engaging with them and really trying to just share some of our own, you know, own um, expertise, certainly around being a receptionist and giving a great phone experience as much as possible and just engaging with our customers, even before they're ready, helping them, um, when they can, and then when they're ready, you know, hopefully they'll think of Ruby when they're when they are ready to uh, have a um, outsourced um, platform to to handle their telephony and receptionist service. Wouldn't it be great if in your business all you had to do was the stuff you love, the reason you started the business, and not all that administrative stuff like payroll and benefits? That stuff's hard, especially when you're a small business. Now. I've been delegating my payroll for years to one of those big corporate companies. And I always felt like a little tiny fish, but now there is a much better way. I've switched over to Gusto and it is making payroll and benefits and HR easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service to take care of your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. If you sign up today, you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash tape. So in the time you've been in business, certainly the time I've been in business, the phone itself has changed. Not just the technology, but but really how it's used in business. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, it used to be you had a whole bunch of phones plugged into a whole bunch of walls and people sitting at desks, and now people are (laughs) all over the world working for businesses. 
So a lot of ways, I'm sure that that's driven some of what you're doing. But how have you managed or, or how do you uh, foresee kind of managing, you know, changing ways that people want to connect with companies and different technologies that are out there? I, I have 30-year-olds and they, you know, they yeah. they, they, use their, they, they rarely want to talk on the phone even, it seems like. Yeah. So, so what, what, yeah. do you, what do you do the, to kind of stay world, abreast? Yeah. Uh, a couple of things on that for, you know, the world is changing and, and, uh, you know, way back then I always was like, I don't know, will the phone call be around in 15 years time? And, and so I'm actually more surprised than I am not that here we are sitting talking and the phone call is actually more relevant than ever. Um, the internet and the mobile, um, mobile devices, click to call are actually driving more phone calls. And where we used to use phone calls for everything, um, they now are really your best uh, uh, source, or I guess your best channel of of um, new customer acquisition, something like 40% of inbound calls to businesses are customers ready to buy. Um, and then you talk about the on-demand economy. The people want what they want. They want it now. And so that uh, click-to-call um, and making sure that you're there to catch that business at that moment of opportunity is really important. And then you talked about the mobile. Everyone's going mobile. So now we we our mobile app that works with our service that is integrated with our customers' calendars and contacts. So we know who they know and we know whether or not to put calls through and our phone number travels with them and they can, they can make calls from their mobile phone and have it go out their a business caller ID and they can send and receive text messages on their business number that we provide. So we're really um, helping our customers be more mobile that way. But um, we're also very excited to announce, I think this, uh, um, this will be the first place I'm publicly announcing that we have um, acquired a very aligned customer service-centric um, human connection-based chat company because we know that while phone calls are still the most important touch point to drive new customers, you, you want to be uh, there for your customers, ready to communicate them, communicate with them when they would like to communicate in the channel of their choice. And so it's phone call, yes, but it's increasingly also texting and messaging. And right there in your Google search results, there's all kinds of, of options to engage with your customers. And, and we just want to be there for our small businesses Um be able to represent them in a in a really human way that that wins them business. So it's a huge uh, huge transition in our in our history. Fifteen years of receptionists and telephony and um, service, and now we're we're branching out. We're still at the core. We we create beautiful, meaningful human connections that win small businesses, new customers, and loyal fans. But on a, a multitude of platforms. I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers. And this allows you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. There's powerful segmentation, email autoresponders that are ready to go, great reporting. You want to learn a, bit, a little bit about the secret to building customer relationships? They've got a really fun series called Clavio's Beyond Black Friday. It's a docu-series, a lot of fun, quick lessons. Just head on over to Clavio.com, Beyond BF, Beyond Black Friday. 
Well, and I think, I, I mean, that's such a natural evolution, frankly, because that behavior has just become a part of how people conduct business. I think, you know, a lot of times if somebody's going to buy a service for the first time or engage a company, they they want to have that phone conversation or face-to-face meeting. But, you know, in a lot of ways, right. I think this will be a great way for you to add additional customer service channels for your customers. Absolutely. Exactly. That's exactly what we're doing and we're very excited about it. In this particular company, I mean, there's a number of chat uh, services out there. We, When we surveyed our customers, we know they're leery of bots and then they're leery of just, you know, just in the same way they want to trust who's handling their phones. They want to trust whomever is, is representing their business. And this particular um, company, all of their employees are here, right here in the U.S., just like all of our employees. And um, they really, really uh, dedicate, um, you know, many training hours and just keeping their employees happy, just super aligned with Ruby. And so um, getting to see firsthand what they do for their customers, it's, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. Um, something like 40% of their chats are actual turn into leads. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a brilliant evolution and we'll, we'll just, I think, serve you, your growth quite well. So let me, let me turn to you personally. Um, you, uh, at the beginning of this talked about the humble beginnings and you had never really started a business and you, even by your own admission, kind of stumbled into where you, you know, where you ended up. However, you know, you are now the CEO of what people would be call I would call a significant business. So how did you grow personally? Because not everybody's capable of doing that. I mean, it's what you did. In 2003 is significantly different from what you do in 2018, I suspect. So how did you grow personally into that role? Well, I'm still growing and I'm figuring out along the way. And I think one of the things that has allowed me to stay in this seat is that I'm I'm probably at my happiest when I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Or when I'm figuring something out, I'm figuring out a puzzle, I might have a theory and I want to, I want to, you know, put it to the test. And so that curiosity and thirst for learning and always changing and it, it actually has kept it exciting. So the job feels as new today as it does, did 15 years ago. The biggest challenge, um, is certainly in the leadership of people. That is an inspiring and humbling um, and probably my biggest um, challenge because I care so much about them and I I want people here to feel like they're doing something meaningful, that the time spent um, here is is time that will help them achieve their professional and even personal goals and man, I do not always do it perfectly. And um, whether it's hiring right or, you know, getting people in the right seats and being clear about what it is you're you're asking for, it's just a constant learning experience. And it's one that I laugh about because when I wrote the business plan for Ruby, I actually didn't even, I didn't even consider management. I like just had it in my mind, like you'd just hire these people and you'd, you'd say, Hey, I'm going to pay you this amount of money and, and please come at this time and do this thing. And didn't think about training or any of that. And just thought it would all magically happen exactly as I'd written in the plan. And, um, that's, that's been the biggest learning along the way is just working with all the amazing array of personalities and different types of people who communicate differently and, and, uh, and add, you know, different, um, strengths 
to the to the mix. You know, I've spoken with thousands of entrepreneurs over the years, and I don't think I've ever heard one say, I was such a good manager, I decided to start a business. <laughs> It yeah. just doesn't happen. I mean, it's it, it's the challenge. I think it's the biggest challenge for most entrepreneurs, quite frankly. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so good segue here. How does Ruby consistently show up on the best places to work list? Oh, thank you. Well, um, you know, we could rattle off. In fact, today's, you know, being um, just a, a day in which we're all uh, dressing up and, and for some theme um of the moment and um it, there's always fun to be had but that's not really what i would point to as why we um make those lists um it really comes back to our core mission which is we are here to keep alive those meaningful personal connections that are increasingly lost in in today's technology um, technological and, you know, virtual space, um, that, that human kindness that we just, you know, between robots or just that we're all going a million miles an hour. Um, it just is, is really special. And we actually are, uh, biologically conditioned to need that. So we do feel like we're doing meaningful work and we hire people who are like, yes, a day spent, you know, trying to make somebody else's day is a well, a day well spent. Um, and then we have a set of core values that we subscribe to that help us deliver on the mission. And we work really, really hard to, uh, use our mission and our values as our guiding post and, um, and deliver on those not just our customers, but our employees as well. Um, that's sort of the guiding principle. And then the fundamental system that makes it work is what we call a people-powered culture. Um, everybody owns uh, culture, and they are welcome to bring their passions, their, you know, we have rubies that teach fitness classes or, you know, have running clubs or knitting clubs. We we have beautiful spaces, but we also allow our employees to access them 24-7 um, so that they feel welcome to use them for whatever their extracurricular activities are and, and really just um, empower everyone across the organization to, to bring their own passions and um, things that they have to share with the community to Ruby and say yes essentially. <laughs> so this is probably unfair because you, you it would have been better if I'd given you some time to think about this, but, <laughs> but I'm guessing maybe you have a phone call or two or a, or a, um, a story or two about like some sort of crazy call or crazy, like over the top win you got for a customer or something. Any, any, yeah, any of those rattle around yeah. that you want to share? Well, just last week, I got a LinkedIn message from a customer who said we literally saved his marriage and in two, in two weeks of service have, have brought in like $75,000 of new business and something else around improving his profit margins. Some, crazy amount. He was pretty happy with us. Um, so that was really, uh, really great to hear. Um, and yeah, we have a, a num those stories come in pretty much every day. And, um, and the ones that we probably take personally as wins is when somebody calls and is really frustrated and maybe not even very happy with our customer. And it's a personal challenge to, 
to win that caller over, to make them feel heard. And when they call back and say, you know what, I was having such a tough day and the receptionist was so kind, you know, they really, you know, turned it around for me. And, um, uh, we've even had stories where we've literally saved people's lives. So, um, it's not just helping small businesses win new business. It's, you know, hopefully making a difference, a small difference in the world too. You know, I bet the hardest job at your organization. The receptionist. The receptionist, job? yeah. That's right. I mean, That's such right. a high bar, yeah. right? <laughs> it's a really, really, it's, you know, it's not easy. Um, you bring compassionate and kindness and exceptional listening skills and problem-solving skills and a desire to truly help um, every one of our customers and their callers. And, um, and yeah, but when, when you love doing it, then, um, and then, it, then it's really rewarding. So tell people how they can find out more about the various services and see if it makes sense for their yeah. business. Thanks so much for, um, asking. And you are always welcome to visit callruby.com. And of course, uh, it wouldn't be a receptionist company if I didn't invite you to call us um, at 866-611-RUBY. Um, that obviously is also on our website. And if you visit our blog, you can um, get all kinds of tips on how to deliver exceptional uh, customer experience yourself, too. Well, I've been doing this show for years, and I think that might be the first guest that gave their phone number on on the show. <laughs> hey, uh, don't, hey don't phone do. calls win business. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jill, it was an absolute pleasure. Ruby is an awesome company, and oh, uh, hopefully you, next My time I'm next time I'm in Portland, I will uh, uh, stop by. Please do, and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. 